everyone. Sebastian Wynn here with Dental Syndicate. I have Danny and Tao Wynn, and they are here. And you might remember Danny, how long ago was it, Danny? Week, two weeks ago that we were on here? Uh, I think it was like a month ago. Oh my stars. Wait, maybe a month and a half ago? I don't know. It's somewhere like Christmas. <laughs> it's about at least, a, yeah, you're right. Maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah. And we were here talking about Danny and his experience in the, um, in the men's training and he was inviting other men's to the uh, men's training we had. And we completed that one. And Danny's ready to go again because his visions have 50 men this year in a year. 60. 60. And he said, I had six, so we got to go again. And here's a crazy guy going again. And this time, he brought his beautiful wife, Tao, who is going to help us see if is this the same man. Did he? Was there any transformation this change? So what I'm going to do is turn it over to you, uh, Danny. And I want you to just kind of introduce yourself, introduce your wife, why we have this tonight, and then we're going to throw it back to Tao, okay? So you go first. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm Danny. I'm a dentist. I have a dental practice, uh, Legacy Dentistry in Midlothian, Texas. I've had that practice about, I would say, two years now. I'm super happy with it. And um, instead of jumping into too much about myself, other than the fact that uh, we made this video um, primarily just to get my wife's take on her my experience of me, mm -hmm. um, my impact on her before and kind of after my training, just, just to see if it kind of resonates with anyone else out there. And um, so this is my wife, Tao. Hi, nice to meet <laughs> She's everybody. She's an artist. Yeah. <laughs> Super talented. I sell prints on Etsy and Wayfair, and now I'm working on a children's book. Nice to meet everybody. Great introduction. <laughs> oh, no, you want me to say something? Or you, I, no, no, <laughs> So what we're going to do now, uh, Tao, tell us a little bit how Danny was before he went to the first mentoring for you. How was he? What, what was your experience of him? What was his daily activity like? How was he at work? How was he when he came home? Just give us a, like, we never met him before. You had to describe your husband. Just give us an overview of your husband. The juicy stuff, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's so, more than happy to share that. <laughs> honestly, it's been like a night and day experience. Um, you know, before the training, uh, he would come home from work very tired, um, very exhausted, like almost a little lifeless. Um, I think we've always had a great marriage, but we had communication problems. Um, he couldn't see my point of view and I didn't want to see his point of view. And we wouldn't kind of meet in the middle. It was just, um, I want it this way. And then the other person is, I want it that way. And, um, with our kids as well, um, he he wasn't engaged. Like he would play with them, hang out with them, but he wasn't fully present um, with me or the boys. Um, he would, cause he would constantly be thinking about work on his phone. Um, what can I do next? Uh, what what do I need to get done? I have a list of things I need to check off, and so um, it was frustrating because I I get where he's coming from and I get what he needs to do, but. Um, what I wanted was for him to make, um, time for us, for the boys and I, and, um, I think that was, you know, most of where the problem stemmed from. I tried to talk to him about it, but he wasn't empathetic. He couldn't relate or understand. He would, I was going to say, what was my go-to like 
<clears throat> whenever you had an issue that come up and I was busy with work oh, um, whatever. He would uh, make a joke, brush it off. <laughs> what would my justification be? Would um, say, what did I... For me, it usually was like, I said something like, oh, it's for work, you know, like the work takes care of the family. Yeah, you don't understand. It's, um, I have to do this. Uh, who's, you know, <laughs> Sebastian, you know, someone has to do this. I have to do this. And I was like, okay, but it's almost unhealthy. He's kind of like a workaholic. There has to be, you know, there has to be a happy medium. It was just, just so extreme to me. Um, and so that's, those are the roots of our problems just and when we would have you know arguments or fights it would be it would stem from the same problem it because it was never worked out and so different things would aggravate us and you know we would start fighting and you know arguing or you know disagreements and it was just the same problem but just different versions different circumstances yeah because we never we never fixed it we never addressed it we never we never talked about it and so um, leading up to the training, right? Um, so he opened up, he finally opened up to me because I, I had no idea. Um, something traumatic happened in his childhood. Yep. Wait, wait, before you get there, mm -hmm. what was the catalyst? What was the catalyst that you know of? Don't tell us, Danny, but that you know of that he said, hey, I want to go to this training. What did he tell you? What was the catalyst? What was the reason why he said, hey, I want to go to this men's training? Um. The catalyst, from what I can remember, is you felt like you were missing something. Like, like I had to keep doing more. Yes, because you know we reached, we reached our goals of where we wanted to be, and let me backtrack. Let me you know backpedal a little bit. So, um, you know, we had we we've been to school all our lives, and then we had a kid early, and so we've always been hustling, just constant go 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 go. And for him, you know, we had this ultimate goal. We wanted to graduate, be a dentist, um, have a practice. And he met all those goals, just met them all, knocked it out of the park. But then he realized, okay, I have all the money I could want, but something is missing and I don't know what it is. And so I guess, you know, he did a lot of self-reflection and um, realized what it was. <laughs> And so now we can go back to the something happened in his childhood, the trauma. And he realized it's kind of been very deep and he never dealt with it. And so it was just, you know, it just started bleeding onto other aspects of his life. And when he told me, I think, you know, we cried for days. We just, because he kept it inside for, what was it, 20 years? for such a long time and when he said I found this this group of men I think I need to go because um they kind of understand where I'm coming from and I said yeah you need to go but I was also scared because where are you going you know it, it's so vague is this a cult what is this <laughs> and so but you know my fear it didn't trump my support for him. I, I just wanted him to get better. I wanted him to be able to, you know, smile again. Like I'm going to cry just thinking, like talking about it. <laughs> and then, so he was gone for, um, I think it was like three days. And, um, 
he came back completely different. It was like he just unloaded um, so much and he could be himself again. And I'm not going to lie, when he came home, because up to that point, he can't share anything, you know. And when he came home, I was scared. Like, who is this? Who is this person? <laughs> who are you? Like, he would say and do things differently. Things that, you know, are out of, you know, our normal day-to-day, -day, like, conversations. And I was just, like, taken aback. Like, everything he said or did, I was just, like, kind of try to dodge it. Like, who are you? What are you doing? Because, <laughs> you know, it's if it's not normal for me, I am, like, not comfortable with it. Like, what is this? Like, why are you so happy and, like, like <laughs> lively? Like, how dare you be happy? What the hell? <laughs> be the depressed man that I know. The overworked, stressed, depressed man that I know. That's beautiful. Right. And he was just so lively and engaging. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is intense. This is kind of like 180 from what I, what I'm used to. And even Jay, our oldest was like, I like your new voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just lighter and happier. And, and so, you know, I think it was like a couple weeks, a couple weeks passed by, right? I'm, I'm really liking, I'm uh, not liking, loving this Danny. Like he is just so alive, so enthusiastic, so um, passionate. So, and, and um, so like during that week when he came back, we actually tackled a few issues that we kept fighting about, you know, what I mentioned at the beginning. And it was like this. We talked about it and before he would not open up or kind of be vulnerable to me or talk to me about it. I would tell him, this is what I'm, I'm upset about. And he was like, okay, I completely get where you're coming from. And this is why I'm upset. And it was a game changer because he finally opened up because that's not his, you know, that's not how he's wired. He doesn't usually open up and, and speak from his heart. And so once he did that, we were able to understand each other so much better. And all the conflicts that we had just done. Okay, we tackle that. And then something else would come up, tackle that too. Another thing, talk about it, tackle that too. And like now since then, it's been great. Like anything that comes up, we're just able to find a solution, a resolution, you know, like really quickly. Get really clear and get a lot of clarification on any yes. issues that come up it's very clear so that first month um coming back it feels like you work out maybe 20 years of history you know like whatever history you had it's always and all couples will know you fight about the exact same thing you fight about i don't know your mother-in-law or her mother-in-law or the laundry money or the, how you raise the kids or how you spend your money or why, you know, religious beliefs, it doesn't matter, but you, you fight about the same things over and over again in different circumstances. And you just kind of like push and shove each other. There's never, most arguments that I've seen from my experience of myself and other people, it's just like one person appeasing the other person. Bending. Bending or giving up, or it's never like a true, not even a compromise. It's more of like, 
a true understanding and acceptance versus <clears throat> can you hear us okay yeah versus like just trying to win the ar argument or whatever in order to have power over the other person that's that's my experience of when people i've seen couples and people fight in the past is always one trying to control the other or have power over the other or win against the other person you said something that really stuck out to me when you came back it was one person's always a giver one's always a taker mm -hmm. can you elaborate on that yeah one one person is gonna be more hard-headed for sure and when they're more hard-headed they tend to rather take than give and one's always more willing to give than take it's just uh, there's always maybe a little bit of an imbalance but it's uh, from my experience i haven't seen one very often that both give and receive very openly so <clears throat> here's what i'm hearing he comes back and i, I wrote this word down he said he's alive and that's mm -hmm. what most men when they come to the men's training is they're alive but barely you know, they've, like I said, hit all their goals, hit their accomplishments, they're wore out, they're exhausted, they have their practice, they have their personal life, they have their children, they haven't really been taking care of themselves because they've been given to everyone else, their mm -hmm. team, their practice, their family. And you're right, when they come back, Danny, they've done some serious work. And it's mm -hmm. like they've done 20 years of work. Uh, that's where they got emotionally stuck. And they come back and they're alive now because they let go of that dead weight and all those issues. And so you're alive, your communication is great, you're nipping things in the bud, you're not um, behaving the way you used to. Here's my question. All of a sudden, he says, hey, there's another training now. It's their signature training. It's called Heroes Calling. It's for everybody, men and women. And it's uh, talking about being a leader that everybody wants to follow. Become the leader everybody wants to follow. And he invites you. Tell me about that, that, that conversation and your decision and why you chose to go to it well actually he invited my sister first and she was going and right you invited stuff first yes i did i invited you but my but, sister but, and but she stephanie, accepted yeah. so stephanie accepted first and um i was still really hesitant <laughs> i was like i don't know about this <laughs> uh sounds sounds a little suspicious i don't know because i'm a very untrustworthy person you know i don't like trusting things like that you know it's just so out of my realm uh, out of your comfort zone <sighs> yes and the only reason why i did it was um because there's proof there was proof right here because you know it's just not all talk he was you know using the tools that um the training taught him every day it's not like a ce where you go home and and that's it you know or seminars or a seminar you you're actually given tools where you apply it every day like you you know you do things every morning and so it's it's a lot of work but it it worked and he is just um the husband i always envisioned and imagined and so that was honestly the push i needed and also i wanted to go to support my sister because at the time she needed it too and so we were kind of doing it together. So I felt, I guess I felt um, that we could, me and her can do this together. And so, um, yeah. What I love you said, because everybody walks in with this framework and it's, it's human, it's normal, but you said she needed it too. 
most people think that the training is for people who need to be fixed. There's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And the truth is the training for people who are whole and complete. People who are fine. Nothing's mm-hmm. wrong with them. What mm-hmm. Every event in their life up until now got them to this training. Yep. So it's for people whose life is working for them. It just won't work the same way to get to next level. Yeah. The things they've done up to now won't take them to next level. And we just have been taught that there's nothing wrong with us. We're not broken. We just get stuck because yeah. we keep on doing the old things, expecting something new. Mm-hmm. So I get it because, you know, we have a relationship now. I know your sister. I know you guys. Um, you came not because anybody was broken. It's, but tell me, for you personally, Tao, how did you come back out of it? Because most people come mind say, well, I need to fix this about me. I need to fix that. Mm-hmm. During the training, you're going to find out there's nothing wrong with you. You're, you're, you're fine. You just, your tools that you're using are archaic. It's not going to help you yeah. get to the next level. And like right. you both said, you fight over the same thing over and over again. So just mm-hmm. give me new tools to have healthier fights, right? Because we're going to do, we're going to have collisions, but let's mm-hmm. have compassionate collisions, right? So tell me this, Tao, about your experience. Um, you go in there even thinking, I'm going to go support my husband, support my sister. Maybe I'll get something little for me or whatever. But just yeah. walk us through your experience and what you took away. Okay, so um, coming in, I honestly was like, okay, I need to get fixed. Like you said, like I want to fix myself. I um, I want more. I have dreams. I have goals. But sometimes I get so comfortable that I can't get there because I'm, I'm comfortable where I am. So um, going in, I honestly didn't expect how much I got out because there were things about me um, from the past that I didn't realize I was still holding on to. And it was affecting the way, um, you know, I treated myself. I treated others. I treated, you know, my husband. And it was like, honestly, it's like, it's like intense therapy just compacted into like a weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, you can't even explain it. And you just let all of that junk and trash out. And some people don't even know they have it. And most, most people, yeah. they I'll don't say like, everybody has it. It's just, they've just dug it in so deep and it doesn't have to be anything huge. It has to have yeah, to exactly. be something like my situation. Everyone has something inside of them that is holding that was, them back. That's holding them back. A word, a whisper. Cause I think no one, from when you grow up, you don't, you don't leave this earth unscathed. I feel like, you know, somebody has some type of interaction that you know, makes them feel a certain way and holds them back. So, um, you know, after we worked through that, I just kind of like, I let go of all that. And then I was able to like move to the next level to where I'm at now. And I also see things differently um, in a more positive light, uh, myself, especially. Um, I'm much happier. Um, I don't, I sometimes go back to my old way of thinking, but for the most part, I don't. It, it's like rewiring their way of thinking, you know, um, I would always go to worst case scenario, but now I'm, I'm going to, you know, the cup half full kind of thinking. Um, and I asked my son, you know, Jay, like since, you know, mom and dad have been doing the training, what do you think? How do you feel? He was like, I'm happy. I'm really happy. Like you guys are so patient and we're always laughing and joking around. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely see it with the kids because they're so open with everything that's going on with their life mm-hmm. because we're very open. They'll tell us exactly how they're feeling about mm-hmm. situations, about what's hurting them or making them happy or what they're excited about 
or what they're really worried about um, and just how they're feeling into like everyday life. Like when we have a rough day and we don't get to express that, you know, what that was like for us, mm-hmm. how it impacted us or how we kind of internalized it. And it's just kind of stuck there and you just kind of sit there and let it kind of cook inside of you and, you know, it poisons you over time. But it's great to see your kids really open up and excited to tell you how what's going on with them and what what they're thinking. So it's a a relationship that we feel very happy, like we feel very blessed that we get to enjoy that relationship with them because it is very light, but it's not like, you know, it's very light and it's a fun relationship and we're enjoying the fact that we're getting to raise them and um, and they reciprocate the love back to us. Speaking of your kids, you got to tell them uh, recently we had a little kind of like a little teen reunion for people local who went through the training yeah. and they got to meet each other's families and stuff uh-huh. and the kids. What did your son say? Remember, it was like two days later. Tell me remember what your son said about going. Yeah, um, the boys just said, oh, man, we had so much fun. We played so hard that I'm sore. Like, I'm so <laughs> sore from playing so hard. Oh, they were jumping around trampoline, running ever. It was crazy. Yeah. It was really cool. Downstairs. And it's like, first time we met each other. I mean, like, the families got to meet each other. They act like this was, like, normal. It was crazy. It was exactly. so much Exactly. And they all gelled so well yeah. together. There's no hesitation, yeah. no shyness. It was just and, like. And here's what I'm making up. This is the story I make up. But you tell me your opinion. We haven't talked about this. I just think because like what you said, as a parent or start living this way, not hiding their emotions, talking about it, saying, hey, I'm mad, sad, angry, being more open with their feelings and giving the kids that permission. You start hanging around other parents who live that lifestyle and are that way with their children. And so when we do come together, it's almost like, of course, it's natural. We bring everything to the light. We don't hide anything in the shadows or darkness. We're home complete. We don't need to hide anything shadow and darkness. We like our light side and our dark side. We know that we're not perfect. And so our children don't have that pressure. And I think they're open to engage with each other that way. What do you guys think? Um, Absolutely. And um, even us with um, just this interview alone, I would have never done this a year ago. Ever. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not comfortable talking about this. But but you now after the training and um, I see how happy we are and where our life is, um, we really have nothing to hide or be ashamed of because it's normal. All couples go through this, um, but we have a great life and it it's not because it was handed to us. We actually worked our asses off to get here. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot, a lot of work and I'm proud of where we are. And if it can help, you know, another couple out there. Like, that's awesome. Even one, you know, and you're, you're living out our value. We say, give it away after every phone call, every coaching yes. call, every training call, we say, give it away and because here's yeah. what we want to give away. Hey, give away our progress, give away our mistakes. Let other people see we're human. But what you said is absolutely true. It's a lot of work. We work yeah. our asses off and we yeah. do the work daily. It's yeah. a daily process. Just chipping away daily, daily. we swing for singles. So it is tons of work. So let me summarize this. I want you to take it to me next level. Danny goes to this man's training. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before he gets there, because the training starts on the interview call, he starts having revelations about stuff that hold him back. You guys cried for a couple of days in celebration. He was just so vulnerable, transparent, honest, willing to bring stuff that was in the shadow and darkness out into the light to deal with it. 
goes to men's training, just gets transformed his words. He does like 20 years worth of work. And it's a lot. See, men, we hold a lot of emotions down. Mm-hmm. And basically, my interpretation, you just let 20 years of emotions out that we weren't given permission. Boys don't cry. You're not supposed to uh, talk about your feelings, all these things. And we just let it all out because it's just been heavy on carrying us. And that's also what disconnects us from our marriages yeah. and relationships. Yeah. So he comes back. You're kind of watching with your good eye, like, oh, how long is this going to last, right? You know, is this going to last on what's going on? I kind of like it, but I'm kind of scared because if he transforms, you have to transform, keep up with him because yeah. he's got different conversations he's inviting you into. He's more transparent, open. He's inviting you into it. And then he says, hey, there's this signature training that they do called the Hero's Calling, and it's men and women, and it's totally different from men's training. Wouldn't you agree, Danny? I mean, because oh, yes. we focus on different. Yeah. Yeah. We focus different. on four archetypes of men that a man initiated man, meaning a man who left boyhood became a man who's initiated into manhood, has to own that he has a king, a warrior, a lover, and a uh, magician side in him. And most people say, yeah, that's cool. I'm a king. I'm a warrior. I'm a lover. I'm a magician, you know, spiritual. And um, but what they don't acknowledge is that when you're not healthy in those areas, there's a shadow side and they don't not even recognize it. That's what bites them in the ass in the long yeah. run. But he goes back. This signature training is totally different it's for men and women. And I like how you kind of put it um, 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 there, Tao. It's almost like compressed therapy. I mean, it really I'll is. That. I'll tell you, it's like compressed therapy because yeah. what we do is because good therapy, which mm-hmm. I've done tons of it after 26 years of marriage, you better have some therapy or it's probably why I'm still married. <laughs> therapy for me in a summary, is just self-discovery and self-awareness. Yes, it is. Yes, self-discovery. Uh-huh. Not, not blaming anybody else, owning my own shit, discovering, having self-discovery, self-awareness. Now I have a choice. Up until mm-hmm. then, I was on automatic, being angry for whatever ticked me off and triggered me. Now I know it triggers me. Now I have a choice. I choose to be angry or I choose not to be angry and choose another option. And that's the power I get from these trainings, right? Yeah. So now you two are on the same page. Talk to me about having some same language, some same tools. Talk to me about having that now before you kind of writing off his coattail, right? right? Off of his transformation. Now you both went totally different training for uh, Danny. And now you both have the same tools, same languages. Talk to me more about that. How's that been working for you guys? Um, just an uh, understanding what we want. Uh, just not even compromising isn't the right word. Like he said, we were uh, wanting to meet in the middle. Like if I wanted to do something, he'd be like, okay, let's do this. But I have boundaries. I need to meet this deadline. So whatever we do, we are always doing it together versus one being pulled and the other being pulled this way. You know what I mean? Um, and his office, um, is doing great. He has built an amazing team. They have a great culture and, um, it was a lot of work. I've, I've been hearing it every day, you know, day in, day out. And so I'm, I'm up to date on what's been going on. And, um, for me, I am pursuing my dreams of being a children's book illustrator. And I'm actually working on, um, creating one now I'm illustrating it. I'm, I'm starting. So. I think that's amazing. Like, that's always something that I've wanted to do, but I've never had the confidence. I, I have so much self-doubt. Like, I what if I fail? What if um, I can't make it? But, but the training just taught me to 
to take charge of my life, to just own all, all of my insecurities, all my doubts, and just transform it to, to my target, to my goal. And it's pretty amazing. Um, like I said, every day is a, is a roller coaster. It's a lot of work, but the point is I'm, you know, I'm moving towards my goal. And back on your note about like how the training affected like our interaction. Is that right? Like our day to day interactions. Um, it, I mean, I think it transformed it completely because I can say in the past, maybe I would be, um, I wouldn't be as comfortable making requests of tip for, of Tao for doing to helping me do things at times or uh, I feel like maybe I put her in a smaller box previously mm-hmm. like I treated her like maybe she just she's not gonna say no she's just not up for it she won't she's do not it. willing to do it. even yeah. this podcast and before I don't think I would ever ask her because I was like oh that's out of her comfort zone I don't want to ask her something to do something when it might be a little bit of a big ask for her Wait, wait, you guys gotta stop. You gotta stop. You just hit it beautifully. What you just <laughs> did spoke so much to your words, your face, and what you did. Oh, I don't want to ask her that little baby, that little weak person. I don't want to put her out of her comfort zone. And now you're treating her like a boss. She can yeah. say yes or no. Yeah. She's a powerful woman. But even look what you just did. Just even translate into your body mm-hmm. action. Oh, I don't want to ask her. You know, who's just yeah. like yeah. belittling. That's, that's how I would feel back then. Yeah, like, oh, how you treat your own wife yeah. like a oh weak little bitch, right? Or like, I mean, that's that's one thing. I mean, like even coming home late. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm coming home late now. She's gonna be upset that I'm coming home late, and like I, you know, I fucked up here and so on and so forth. But I, now I see her as so much bigger and stronger, and like, yeah, she can, she she can handle these things she, she well, can the thing is, the big before, he didn't give me enough credit and he wasn't communicating yeah. with me yes but he wasn't communicating with me mm-hmm. like i'm fine if you come home late i just need i just need to know like okay so i can prepare dinner at this time yeah. so you know that you know because we eat together it's important to me like just communicate with me